All right. Hello, everybody. You just missed a really good conversation about boobs, but we won't. <laughs> we won't. That was me trying to do the cat call. I loved the cat call. On real note, though, you should comment on if you've ever gotten a cat call and what you did. I was actually Ooh, thinking yeah, about that the other day. I was like, what would I do if that happened to me? Would I be flattered or would I be pissed? Probably depends on my mood. I always think I would be pissed, but then in reality, when it happens, I'm like, like, that's right. I know. So <laughs> like, I'll be you're right. right. I am hot. Like, Bye, I'll be walking down the street and they do something. I'm like, yeah, I'm exceptional. And then I like, keep going. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I think I mostly just get scared. Depends like, on the scenario. Oh, yeah. 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 I was just telling yeah. you, I also get stressed pretty easily when I'm like outside, especially in the dark. I just never know what's going to happen. Anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here because it's me and cute Jen. And cute Stephanie, and we want you to meet Steph, and we want Yay. Steph to impart of her wisdom upon you. So let's just get into it. Let's get into should we it. just? Where should we start? Steph, well, let's start at the very beginning. Just okay. Kidding. So start at the beginning. Yeah. So you went yeah. on a mission, and then you came home. Okay. Okay. So that's the beginning of life. <laughs> that's yeah. the beginning of your <laughs> life. No, we don't really matter. <laughs> After a mission, you don't go. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't oh, mean that. Yeah. We don't. Can I play your Please. Hair? Yeah. <gasps> I thrive on gentle okay, story yes. time. Do your hair. Oh. So, yeah, I think that was really key that it was right after my mission because you didn't know your first husband before, right? Oh yeah, so now okay. we just no. let a big cat I actually out of the met him yeah, in a um like return missionary institute class. Oh, funny. Where did you serve by the way? Kentucky. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And he served in Georgia, so we met in this class. And it so like the space I was in, I was like trying to decide. I was accepted into BYU Hawaii and I had really? bought an apartment there. What? And I was Whoa. totally like so excited, so stoked, got my plane ticket. But then I got an opportunity oh, and I was asked to be like this um, mentor for teaching English in China. Wow. And they were gonna pay for me to go, so it was a free trip to go back there and to like help back? people teach because I had gone before my okay. mission. So, so I just basically just had all these opportunities and I was already trying to decide. And then this boy walks into my life mm. and it was hard because my family also, they, they thought he was nice, but they weren't a big fan of him. Yeah. And why not? That's so curious. Right. Um, he he was a little socially awkward, mm. and it's I'm okay with endearing. people that are socially awkward yeah. because I feel like once you get past like getting to know yeah. someone, it's yeah. all the same. Totally. So whatever. So I didn't yeah. have an issue with that, but my family is kind of like hard getting to know people. I feel mm. like they're pretty good at loving people they know, but like getting to really know people doesn't happen super easy mm, so I I think that's why and I don't feel like they ever did really get to know him mm. so they even I mean spoiler like we got yeah. divorced but so even in the end I feel like they still they made. still didn't and I think that made the divorce process actually a lot harder because I wanted people to feel like they were losing something with me you know oh that, Steph, is that was powerful and sad can you wait to tell us about the divorce? How, how, how old were you when you yeah. got married? Oh, I don't know ages, guys. But I, so 
we... Well, I think that's really important because I meet so many people that are like, oh, I'm divorced. And I'm like, you're 23. So I went on my mission. That's crazy. How do you feel? I turned 19 when I was like a month into my mission. So I came home. Wait, really? Yeah, because... Oh, wait, no. I mean, you turned 20. 20. I was like, whoa, no way. (laughs) No. So when I came home, I was 21. And we dated for a little bit and then got married. Um, so like from meeting him to getting married, I think was six months. Wow. Oh. Were there a lot of red flags as you were dating? Yes, but I think, I think if like we were still married and it had worked out, I would have said no to that question, you know? Oh, interesting. So I feel like it's like, yes, but like, what, what were the, yes. Um, so he had mental illnesses. Yes. And it's hard Who for me to say though, really, people are like, like oh, what did he have? And I don't like that question because I don't think it's that simple. It's not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, he was diagnosed with bipolar by one doctor, but another doctor said he had schizophrenia and another doctor said he maybe had borderline personality. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He still doesn't know. So, Crazy. Um, oh, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. So it was... It's just hard, and I've known a lot of people who have had different mental illnesses, but the huge thing is, like, you need that family support. Yeah. You need that humility and belief in, like, a higher power, and you just, you know, the hierarchy of needs. Like, if you're not getting your next meal, who cares about getting the right medication? Yeah, for you know? real. So, that kind of was an issue because... Um, yeah, I don't... I feel like I'm, like, jumping. That's okay. That's okay. We'll keep you back. Yeah. Let's move back a little. Uh, so, you got married in a quick span. You were saying there were kind of red flags. But I'm sure... Knowing you, I'm sure you had oh. some sort of, like, yes, I feel good about this. I'm going to marry yeah. this guy. So, I had a lot of spiritual confirmations to be with him. And that's why later on it was really hard to decide to divorce because I knew I was supposed to marry him crazy and I still think I was supposed to like I don't know if there's destinies or whatever I believe in but I do believe like my life I was supposed to be married to him right and it like taught you things do you feel like it was like a good stepping stone for now or do you see it like I think spiritually I grew more from my first marriage than I did from my mission wow I think my mission was like very important and powerful like you meet so many different kinds of people but yeah yeah, um because in my first marriage I worked out kind of helping him navigate through his parents separated when we were engaged Mm. and it wasn't it wasn't pretty (gasps) that was like really ugly and I didn't know um you know, was his mom telling the truth? Was his yeah. dad? Like, I didn't know them. Oh, gosh. So that was, like, confusing. So I was trying to support him. But also, I was trying to, like, support him through the fact that my family did not like him. Yeah. So I was, I felt like I was, like, fighting for his, like, family he grew up in. But then fighting for his family that we were trying kind to create. Kind of fighting for his well-being. Yeah. yeah. I was just, like, fighting for everything advocate. for yeah. him. And, and for myself. But, um, so that was, like, weird with his parents. And later, like, at first, I felt like his mom was tearing down all sorts of boundaries and, like, trying to, like, get us on her side and, like, you know, tell us that we needed to be close to her. And I did not like it. I was like, boundaries, y'all. Like, we're trying to get married ourselves. Yeah. But 
um, towards the end of our marriage, she was my best friend. Wow. So that completely changed. And I think of her as like, you know how you have like spiritual mothers in your life? Yeah, Yeah. totally. And it's almost like more powerful in some ways than your own mother because like... There's a different bond. Yeah. And so she became very important. Um, is she still very important to you? Yeah. Wow, we, cool. we have faded off in talking for the first year or two after I was divorced. We still would meet up, hang out, get lunch, talk. But then I didn't want to be the reason that he couldn't rekindle that relationship with his mom. Oh, wow. So without it officially being said, I think we both just knew we needed to like not be best friends because how can she be the mother to her son yeah we were best friends so that was so how long were you married for so we were together for nine months and but like legally the marriage didn't end for 12 for a year but yeah and how did you like decide okay this isn't healthy for me because in the beginning it was kind of like a little bit rocky you were his advocate you're fine for him you're there for him and then how did you decide like I can't I can't be your advocate this is not good for me I have to I let me tell you like a short especially because in our like culture of our religion it's you know it's so much like oh you had a you know, a revelation that you should marry this guy and you should always work it out in Mm -hmm. marriage. So how did you decide? And you made the right choice and I, yeah, you 100% made the right choice and you're now, we'll get there, but yeah, you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your life Mm -hmm. right now. I believe that. You believe that. Um, Jen would believe it too, if she knew you more, but I'm sure she already believes it, you know? So I don't know. I think just not that you're opinion or experience was bible but i think it helps other people yeah kind of like okay navigate their own choices yeah Did that no, definitely make sense? does i think as much as i'm a very loyal person so i did not let go easy there was actually a lot of like obvious signs that i should have ended it a lot sooner but well, there's some, some do you mind sharing yeah um he went off of his medications because we were trying to it wasn't working as well we had moved to Georgia we were living there in a basement apartment of some people that he knew from serving a mission there Yeah. and we were trying to like work things out and he was no help like he was down and out like depressed and sometimes he'd like get up and happy but then it was like a spike up and he was like playing video games and being like a jokester and like he just like was not stable enough to do good with work and like he was smart he was good with like business people he had connections but the anxiety of it would like freak him out and then he'd get depressed and so it was just chaotic and only I was working and we were trying to figure out his medication situation trying to figure out different doctors to meet with which anyone who's ever had anything with mental illness knows, like, if you don't have more than one problem when you go into the process, yeah. you'll come out with, like, five <laughs> problems. Like, by the time you actually sit down with your therapist, you have, like, so many more problems. Yeah, they're like, oh, one. guess what? Yeah. Yeah. 
so that just like made it worse and he's starting to get really like verbally abusive with me and I resented him like I wanted to love him and like take care of him because like I'd make him meals and I'd clean the house and I'd go to work and I'd come home and he was sick in bed after I came home as a CNA like taking care of people helping them get dressed I'd come home and he was so depressed like I would have to help him kind of like bring his clothes over to him help him get up wow. make him like come sit down at the table and eat something because he hadn't gotten up all day like Wow. It was just caring for people at work, then coming home and caring for someone at home. Yeah. Like, it just didn't end. And so that just wasn't healthy. It was like having a child. It was like being a single mother. Wow. You know? Yeah. But then um, then he'd get angry at me, and he'd go out, and he'd spend, like, $100 on some, like, speakers he wanted. And I was like, mm, we can't spend that money. So, like, these are all signs, right? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. not someone you have a life with. But it would just, it would get worse with the way he would talk to me and just manipulate me. Like, I grew up LDS. I believe praying with your spouse is important. And then he, you know, I'd be like, well, can you say a prayer tonight? And be like, why do you even want to pray? And, like, he would trip me up that my desires weren't pure enough for why I wanted to do it. Because oh, he believed gosh. in God, but he he didn't believe in my desire being pure enough. He's like, you just want to do it to check it off the checklist. Oh, what the hell? Which, maybe there's some truth to that. You know, maybe we do get too caught up in that, like, I need to read my scriptures, I need to pray, I need to meditate. Like, we get caught up in what we need to do. That's true. That's but I don't think that's a reason... No. Not, not to do it, do it. <laughs> right. or to like make someone feel bad about doing it yeah. like maybe you could tell them there's like a better way but so I just felt bad about my relationship with God and we weren't going to church I like ha- would have to drag him to go or I'd go by myself and it was just bad and then he started getting jealous about my relationship with other people mm-hmm. he didn't like me confiding in my friends he didn't like me spending time with them I should only need him, you know, and it just evolved into more and more of this, like, it just got worse as the months went on, and I don't think I handled everything right, you know, I'd I'd get really mad at him, but then I'd still help him, Yeah. where if you're mad at someone, I kind of think you should, like, take a break from helping them, Mm. I don't know. But, yeah, but yeah. like not make yourself available to them if you're mad, set that boundary. So I do that. I'm like, I'm annoyed at them. Oh, you called me? Okay, I'll, I'll call you back. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm at you. You heard yeah, me. Yeah, now I'm you guys not, are saying you that. You call me, I'm not going to call you back. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's actually healthy. I think that was a different thing that I did in my relationship with Mark than my other relationships. If someone did something that annoyed me and I was upset and a boundary was crossed and I was mad, if they needed me, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'm here. But with Mark, it was like, no. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. This this is not okay. Yeah. This was crossed. All and those, I think that's probably a big reason. Why. All the stupid movies that make us think, like, yeah. oh, love means that yeah. you're always there for them. Yeah. It's like, no. No, <laughs> That's why, like, the today when I was like, no, I think my next single is the one yeah. that's like, no, yes, I'm setting Jen. a boundary. You like, can be if mad. you don't treat me right, 
I'm sorry, see ya. Like, just kind of like, because I feel like we're not really taught, especially as women, we're not taught that we can set boundaries for ourselves. Yeah, we're just nurturers. Like, no one told me that. It was like, set boundaries, what does that mean? I don't even understand what that means. No one taught me that either. Yeah. So now, cue Stuff's favorite book. Yeah. One of my favorites. So, when I finally did get in a space where things where I finally made that decision to separate from him and how did you tell him yeah and how did you decide oh. that's so big yeah and how did you decide you well, just one morning woke up towards and like, I'm the done. end of our marriage things were not working out we were homeless for a little while holy shiz where'd you live so we stayed in our car for a few no nights, freaking and then oh my we hat. went to a salvation army shelter for <gasps> two or three nights got kicked out at 2 a.m. Why? Because Did the way they out? heard him talking to me. And she was threatening to call the police and have him taken away and force me to stay there. Like, this is how bad it was. Oh it was not... Wait, was what not kind of things did he say to you? Um, he would just, like, swear and just the way he would talk to me and just, like, be upset. Now, what she didn't understand is he was talking about, like, our situation about things to me. Yeah. But on the other side of the door, like, it sounded like he was, like, cussing at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, he still wasn't being super nice yeah, to me. So but it, I think she thought it was way worse. Mm. Um, which maybe she needed to think that, you know. Yeah. Um, so we got kicked out of there. And wow. I was like, this is the end of her rope. You like, were like, oh, no, I'm going to go with him. Like, I'm not going to stay here. Yeah, if you can't oh. be in a homeless shelter, where can you be? You know? So, um... I told him, I was like, I can't raise you alone. We're going to live with your mother. And that was hard for me because I, at that point, did not like his mother. Yeah. So we drove back across the country. After I had you to, got kicked out at 2 a.m.? Mm-hmm, I had to call my dad and ask for money for gas because we were completely out of money, like zero in the bank. So my dad... Because he would go and do like reckless spending things or... Well, I was working part time. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it just wasn't. Right. Yeah. It just wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So we moved in with his mom back here in Utah, and she just had a tiny apartment, and she was just finishing up like the, their divorce took a long time, so even though it started at the beginning of her marriage with the complications and with the rest yeah. of his younger siblings, you know, custody issues. Mm-hmm. So she was just finishing that up. So, um, I feel like this story is so long. It's okay. No, it's, it's so, so fine. I think it's so interesting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let me, let me kind of share how I bonded with her. So you understand like the weight of her advice towards the end of my marriage. Um, Michael was actually, um, his dad was his stepdad. So Mm. his siblings were the children of his, like, dad he grew up with. Oh, yeah. But his mom met and married his dad when he was two years old. Okay. Mm. So um, he was the only, like, Mm non-biological son of his dad. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And while we were married I kept having like these dreams or these feelings that he should meet his biological dad yeah something that he was like no I have a dad and I was like I know 
that's not different but I think like you're in your early 20s and it's appropriate now and stuff yeah so he finally like kind of did the research and found his dad and we skyped with him and it was so weird it was like he looked just like my husband and mannerisms like him and like it was like the most beautiful moment like seeing them like meet each other over facetime and you could tell it was like healing for my husband and everything yeah i i don't i don't know if i should like use his name or refer to him as my husband yeah up to you i don't know if i'll ever hear it but whatever (laughs) so um when we did come back to utah his biological dad lived in california and wanted to meet him so he still wasn't working i was working again part-time um with like a agency so i'd work at different factories just kind of like on call yeah and he flew out to California to stay with his biological dad for like a week and a half and like meet him, get to know him. Yeah. So that was really cool. But while he was there, his mom's divorce finalized. Mm-hmm. And like she wanted it to happen. He wasn't good to her. It wasn't like what she wanted. But um, I was the one who held her while she leaned over and cried that like this is official like this is who I had my kids with who like even though he's not good to me that doesn't mean I don't love him that doesn't mean I didn't hope it could work so I was living with her alone during the week that that all became like official whoa this is crazy so when he came back my husband came back and we were having a disagreement because I was talking about how I needed the car because I was applying for a full-time job that would pay decent while I was like still getting these on-call jobs I was really trying to like help provide things and he would take the car and just like go for a drive and listen to music and and I was like we need to be responsible we need to have a schedule and I have a right to the car because I'm the one doing work and yeah. like you know, kind of harsh, yeah. but like, yeah, but fair, like literally, I think. like if you yeah. need to go to work, one hundred percent. So he was angry at me, and he started talking rudely to me. You know, some swears, some just like, you think you're so great, whatever, just like rude things. And so I went downstairs, and I was like, you know, in our bedroom, just kind of crying. And I heard his mom take over the argument for me, and kind of like talking with him. And voices were, like, kind of getting raised. And she she's the most spiritual person you'd ever know. She wakes up and she goes, like, and meditates with a group several days a week wow. at 5 a.m. Cool. Like, she goes to the temple once a week at least. She's just very in tune, very calm. And she raised her voice at my husband and said, You are killing her soul and there's nothing she can do about it because she loves you so much. And I heard her scream that at him. And, and it, I just realized like the only person that loved my husband as much as I did, or even at all was his mother. Yeah. And she could see that. And she said that, and it didn't matter that my family would say things like that. They didn't love him, you know, but when someone that loved him could see that and say something about that then I knew that something was really wrong and messed up. 
Yeah, it wasn't just like a bias. We don't like him. Yeah. He's not good for you. It was like the mother that's like, I love my child, but I will admit that my child is causing pain to somebody else. Like mm-hmm. that the relationship isn't great. Wow. Even though I love that's my powerful. son, I like I have to yeah, like acknowledge the fault. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean we still tried to make it work for a little while after that. What's but, a little while? Like a few months? Or... Oh, time is so hard to think of with things like this. Because it feels like years, right? Yeah. But it was probably like another month and a half for two months. Gosh. And um, we got in a fight one day. And um, sometimes he would go for drives or whatever when we'd get in fights. But we got in a fight and he went for a drive. But then he was like, I'm not like coming back tonight. So he was like going to some friend's house somewhere else in Utah for the night. What? So I realized I was like, I'm not going to be this person who's always like left at home when we get in a fight and continues like waking up the next morning and going to work and like cleaning the house for him, for doing him. his laundry while he gets upset and then leaves. And so yeah. I, um, called my parents which took a lot of humility because no totally. one wants to call their parents that didn't are kind like of like yeah place. and be like hey, told you so. Weird, like, yeah. I'd like you to come pick me up I'd like to come home for a while and um they were like okay we'll be how there. did they respond they said okay we'll be there in you know three hours because they they live here and we were up in Logan yeah so um they left kind of like right away I packed up my things and I talked to his mom on the phone because she was at work. And I talked to her and I was like, I'm leaving. She's like, I think that's good. Like, I'm I'm sad to have you leave, but I think you need to. I think you guys need this. So she was really sweet about it. I called his biological dad and his wife and told them. And they're like, good. I don't think it's good for you. And if he does anything to hurt himself, you can't blame yourself. Yeah. Like, you need to leave. So at this point, his biological dad figured out he was kind of at this point. He had figured that out too. So everyone was supporting me. Um, but it was more important to me that his family was supporting me because they loved him too. Yeah. So yeah, that was hard. Um, I tried not to talk to him for a few days, even when he was like, where are you? Just come back home. This is ridiculous. You know? Yeah. And so, we emailed like for like a few days we didn't talk then I emailed him and then like two days after that we decided he'd come down and we'd go out on a date you know kind of like so at this point you were just like I'm just leaving but I'm not like fully divorcing you oh no I had no intention of divorce at this point like I just I just thought we needed to separate for a while oh okay um but I think I had to like at least lie to myself to say that because right. there's yeah, no Yeah, because he wouldn't have been able yeah. to, like... Um, yeah, so we went on a date and, like, he was, like, super sweet to me and stuff. And we were, like, trying to make things better, but, like, we agreed that, like, maybe being separated was what we needed. And I started meeting with a therapist who... She was fantastic you know how therapists like aren't supposed to tell you what to do yeah she told me what to do and she needed to okay good (laughs) it was good but um yeah she gave me this book called boundaries it's by henry cloud and john 
accounts yet. They're both doctors. I don't know. Okay. But it just talks about how you set those boundaries. And as I talked to her, she made me realize that, yes, it may seem like all these problems are because of his mental illnesses, but (laughs) other marriages have these illnesses and they can work out. You have issues with boundaries Mm. and that started with your parents. Mm. And we started like talking about that and she's like, I mean, you, you just need to set boundaries with everyone, not just with him. And so I practiced like saying no to people. I felt so mean. (laughs) I just like all the time people would be like, can you do this? I was like, no. And then I was like, maybe I should have. And even sometimes like with God, like, you know how you feel like sometimes God's like, oh, like God wants me to do this nice thing. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no. Just practicing, like, I can really say no to anyone, even God. Mm -hmm. Not that I want to say no to God all the Mm -hmm. time, but I think I needed to realize that I could. Yeah. Totally. You needed to empower yourself. Yeah. Well, to love yourself enough, I literally, this is what I learned with boundaries for me. Because I think really as women, we do have such an innate gift of nurturing. That's just like, Mm -hmm. that is our divine inheritance you know and so I found myself being in relationships where boys treated me crappy because I wanted to be nurturing because it made me really happy I got to really nurture them Mm -hmm. and it like brought out this side of me that I loved because they needed me and they needed that nurturing and I can really give it and I read this book called Women Who Love Too Much that was basically about Mm -hmm. how have you heard of that book no but I like the title yeah it's like literally the the author makes the case that women who love too much is an addiction just like alcoholism and it affects the brain in the same ways and the symptoms are the same and they manifest it the, itself in the same type of cycle while the addiction itself is obviously different the the symptoms and like how it manifests are the same and it's usually like women attracted to these men that like really need help and whatever but God help me understand, because I remember one day when I was, like, missing this boy, because my my pattern for my past life, because not anymore, baby, was, <laughs> oh, I love these boys that are, like, so smart and interesting and, like, different, and then, and then they'd kind of be moody, and then they'd have emotional problems, but I was like, it's okay, I get them, and they get me, but then the next thing after they were nice was then they weren't nice. And they didn't treat me very well, but I was like, but I get them, and I get their mood swings, and I get all these things. Because also I've had, like, family issues. My family's great now, but growing up, it was like people really mistreated me and my family, so I was really used to it. And I didn't know how to set boundaries. But anyway, one day when I was really missing this boy because I had cut him out of my life, I feel like the thing I learned about boundaries was I had to learn how to love myself and really realize that the, f- the second great commandment is to love my neighbor as myself. So if I'm doing anything that is not loving myself and I'm loving my neighbor more than myself, I'm breaking that second great commandment. And, mm-hmm. like, you really have to say, like, okay, in this interaction with this person, is this going to hurt me or is this going to help me? Like, yeah. I'm so grateful. Like, I started to literally every time I'd, like, want to reach out to this boy and be like, so I was so generous. I'd buy all these gifts and do all these things. Like, I was like, I'm amazing. I'm so giving. But then I had to realize, like, okay, thank you. Because I would tell myself, like, never suppress a generous thought. Always be nice. Be generous. But then I'd realize, yeah, but this person is treating me like crap. So thank you, generous thought. Thank you for coming. Thank you for telling me about doing this nice thing. But when I 
but I don't want to be generous to this person because they're not nice to me and I'd be breaking the second great commandment. So generous thought, who can I go be generous to? Thank you for coming, but guide me to a different person because I'm not going to call that person. Yeah, because they didn't treat me right. So even now I'm in this space where like other people like, no, don't worry. Like it's not a big deal. And I'm like, no, it's a big deal. Like I've really had people hurt my boundaries in the past. So now if people are even just like, I realize that I'm like investing a little bit more. I'm now very sensitive to that where I'm like, oh no, I'm not even going to reach out at all. Like I don't want any of these weird relationships that become lopsided. Like any minute trace of like, I'm investing more than them makes me be like, nope, I'm crossing my boundary of like, no, I want people in my life who like, Treat me well, respect my space, respect my time, respect all of these things. And if they're not doing that, then even though it sucks and it hurts and it's painful, I'll find the people that do do that. And that ultimate payoff of joy is so worth the pain that it takes to get there. It can take take so much time. Yeah, tell us about that. Okay, so then... Like, you're saying it's not like you don't love the person. Yeah. Like, you... Here's something a lot of... I talked to this woman I grew up with. We have many mothers in our life, right? And Mm -hmm. she was one of my mothers in my life growing up, like, as a girl. And I talked to her on the phone, and she told me... That's so cute. She said, be careful because you can... You have a good heart. You can learn to love anyone. Like, it's not that like we only love people that are good like you can learn to love the worst person in the world who's so mean to you that was me you can love anyone totally because we have like such a capacity for love that i'm like cool i'm gonna love the crappiest people because i can see the good in them and everyone else is like what are you doing and i'm like don't you see that light but the real love the real love is teaching them that they can't walk all over yes totally and then yes. giving them an opportunity to see that. Yes. And then learn from that so that yes. they can grow and totally. become someone who doesn't walk all over people. Snaps. And then, you know, so you it's hard him. that sometimes it wasn't just good for me yeah. to leave him. It was it's good, good for, for him. him. Totally. You because know. then they'll never learn that you can't treat people so that way. So how did it happen? Yeah. So you went on yeah, a date. So you thought you could, you went, you did my, a little. After talking to my therapist and some of these things, um. My friend had, she was pregnant and her mom died. She didn't have, like, she didn't have other siblings and other things. (gasps) And her husband was working full-time, like, new job, was not getting a lot of time off. This is heartbreaking. I grew up with two best friends, Caitlin and Christy, best friends of my life growing up. And... We decided to fly back and be there for her for, you know, the first two weeks with her baby. That's so smart. And because her mom was going to do that. Oh, that's yeah. so um, I wasn't going to go because of complications with, like, you know, my husband. husband. But I did have air miles because I never went to BYU Hawaii. So I use those air miles. My therapist said, you take those air miles and you go. You go be with your friends and you forget about your parents and your husband while you're there. And you finish this book, Boundaries, while you're there. Yeah. So I did that and it was like the most spiritual healing, like holding my best friend's newborn baby, watching her with her husband, 
like start their family together and I realized yeah. I could never have what she has with who I'm with right now yeah um I guess to kind of like it's Nick. oh look you here's hi Stella. Nick it's just my husband. we're reporting our podcast you're so you're so okay go okay so then after staying with them they we did towards the end of my time there I would talk to my husband on the phone and they would hear they'd overhear the way he talked to me and the reason I chose to be with them is because I felt like my family and other people were telling me what I needed to do how I wasn't like handling things right and Caitlin and Christy just wanted to love me and have me be happy and they didn't care what I decided if I was going to stay married or get divorced, they were okay with that. But when they heard the way you talked to me, they both walked up to me when I got off the phone and said, Stephanie, we want to talk to you. We don't think you should let him talk to you that way. And if he starts to talk like that to you, you should hang up. And it wasn't like you should leave him because he talked to you that way. It was, you just shouldn't let him talk to you that way. Right. And I think breaking it down to that, instead of trying to tell me what to do, for my wife, telling me how I should protect myself was yeah. more important. Like the baby step version of just like, he shouldn't yeah. talk to you. It isn't like, ditch the marriage. It was just like, yeah. hey, you Instead can of up. like telling me I'm stupid for letting it happen, which kind of just like makes you another version of my husband in my life, you know? Right. Like, oh, like he's telling me I'm stupid. And then you're telling me I'm stupid for being with someone telling me I'm stupid. Yeah. How does that make you any better, you know? And here my friends saying, you should just only, like, let people treat you nice. And not telling me that, like, I was dumb for being with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was important. And after that, it, I went, I came back home for a day. And while I was gone, he got really upset that I wasn't talking to him anymore. So he decided to move to California. With his dad? No. Oh, what? With what money? <laughs> right? Yeah. He he just uh, went there and lived in his car. And, like... Well, wasn't old... it your car? Could too? Well, oh, I helped do payments would... on it, but I never put my name on it. Yeah, and at that point, you were so. living with your parents. Yeah. So he was staying in his car in, like, a friend's driveway in California. Like, legit. Okay. Um, again. Okay. So... He flew me out there so we could spend a week together because we had been apart for two weeks. So we're like, okay, let's meet up. Let's see what can happen. Um, For sake of, like, the bigger message of the story, I won't go into, like, detail with that. But that was the week where the abuse, like, got really big. Like, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. um, Just, like, just all sorts of things. And it was... It was really bad, and after that week, I was able to come home and go, no, we were getting divorced. Yeah. You know? So that week was, like, the final week for me, but, yeah, so that's when that ended, and then... Okay, my question is, how did you meet your husband now, and yeah. how, what did you learn about boundary setting, and how is this relationship different from your last one and what advice would you give to people so when I was getting divorced first of all just a little insert here for eating disorders if you notice someone is losing weight 
do not go. Oh, oh you look my. so good. I'm oh so gosh. happy yeah, for you. For I was You've never looked better. I like yeah. I like didn't like to eat, couldn't bring myself. I can't tell to you eat. how many times that's I happened thought, to me after a I breakup. thought our marriage, like I thought maybe he would have worked so harder to help take care of me the way I take care of him yeah. if he thought I was beautiful. You know? Oh gosh. And, like yeah. I thought these things. I really yeah, did. Uh, so Oh, I, that's so sad because I you're lost beautiful. like thirty pounds in like two months or like a oh, month and a half. Gosh. Just like just like not eating, not taking care of myself, deciding like, oh well, like I probably shouldn't eat dairy and I probably shouldn't eat meat and I probably shouldn't eat a lot of carbs. So and like what does that leave you with? Yeah, like, nothing. What the hell ever, you're not eating anything. And then people are like, You look so good and I was like I'm literally starving. I just that's so rude. So don't say that to people. Like, uh, yeah, conversation. Don't ever, yeah. <laughs> don't ever. And I think I probably said this all so many podcasts, but don't ever comment on people's bodies. Don't yeah, just true. don't comment I, on people's bodies. Is it good to be like, wow, that looks great on you? If it, it's not like my your size, if I'm just like, wow, that's beautiful. I don't know because I complimented you earlier. But is that not good? On my boobs? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, great. That's fine. I I don't know. It, you have to have, like, that kind of, like, knowledgeable you need relationship. To know you know, it isn't because like Jen has thin. always... More like, oh, yeah, Jen has always legs. complimented me. Because Jen's just complimentary, no matter what my weight. But yeah. people know. Because people that are losing weight are looking for that crap. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or also, like after I, all my breakups, I was always like, "How many times are people gonna comment on how good I look?" You know? Yeah. So yeah. I always thought like, "Okay, my worthiness and worth and validation for other people, people noticing me, is if I'm thinner." Well, yeah. I never really like my body weight. Whatever, I didn't care. I never weigh myself. <clears throat> but recently, a while ago, a yeah, I stopped years, years and years ago because I was like, whatever. And I just didn't care. I just kind of ate whatever made me feel good. And if it didn't make me feel good, I'd be like, oh, this is making my body feel sick. Okay, cool. Let me take inventory of that. But recently, I started getting, like, paranoid because people kept being like, oh, you're so skinny. You've lost so much weight. And I'm like, I have? Really? What? Mm. I don't know this. I don't notice this. Then they go back and look at old photos. And I was like, I guess I was kind of chunky. Oh, my gosh. No. What if I get back to that again? And I was like, oh, this is so gross. Yeah, see? That's like, the start my, of an eating disorder. Yeah, like, I didn't think any of these things. But because other people started saying them, I was like, oh, really? But now I, I just feel like whatever. I still just, like, Good, yeah. Just feel like whatever. Yeah, it's still. Your body does not have anything to do with your no, worth. Totally. I wrote a song about that, actually, and I posted it on Instagram the other day about beauty standards suck. I liked it. Thank you. Go listen to Jen's song and don't comment on people's bodies unless you know where that or person like is I'd at say, in like, their life. Or like I say, like body weight. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Like oh, that like those jeans look so good on you. I'll tell people that. Yeah, it's sure. Not about their yeah, weight. I think it's you can do that. It's more like ooh, yeah. More just like oh, you look so good. Like do you work out or like what did you stop? Yeah, doing? like blah, that. Blah, blah. Yeah, like For weight sure, loss stuff. stuff. But I'll tell someone, like, oh, that dress looks amazing on you. It's, like, the dress's best day of its life or something. Like, (laughs) I like doing that. Like, just, like, I don't know. Whatever, like, things, like, rocking. But it isn't, like, you look so thin. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Never wait. Wait's not that. Especially if you know they're, like, just divorced or something. Their family just died. That's so... That's a weird time. (sighs) Okay. So that was a side note. But an important side note, nonetheless. Yeah, it is important. And don't just take this rule to girls. Don't do it to guys either. Thank yeah. you. Anyway, what were we saying? Thank <laughs> you to the healthy eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. And I didn't recognize it at the time. 
like I so I don't know I thought I had the weight to lose so it was healthy not to eat I didn't realize that it was like a thing and um and I did have weight to lose so like it probably would have taken a while for like someone to like, check me into a hospital because it's like oh yeah you're like losing weight really quick and yeah. you're like passing out when you stand up because you get oh dizzy, my god like Sad. it's yeah, I still just looked like I but looked, you like, looked thin, normal. But yeah, it because looked like normal oh thin because I had some weight. So, but it wasn't normal for you. It's it, like other. It was not standards. normal. Yeah, it was like, other. It should have been done a lot slower and yeah, and healthy. Yeah, and maybe not even at all. Like also, other people's bodies plug, have different set points. Oh yeah, amen. Another plug of like dis eating disorder. You could have an eating disorder, but you could also have disordered eating. And, like, oh, so you yeah. might not have an eating disorder, but that's you can true. have disordered eating that's, like, in it's, its own point. eating disorder. That's, like, an obsession. Of, yeah, it's still, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's yeah. That's a real thing. Back to Jen's questions. Well, yeah, I... So how do you meet your man's? Now. I was not getting back out into the dating scene. Like, I... Because yeah, how could you? I, I loved like, him, you know? I yeah. still had pictures of him he'd still like text me and it was really hard for me like I'd still talk to him and then I'd feel like heartbroken all over and I was just so sad about everything and I felt weird like I kind of wanted to avoid guys because I was like I don't know how to handle like the situation because like I wasn't wearing my wedding ring